0: It's time now for our press review, and for that, I'm joined in the studio uh, today by Erin Gunker. Hi, Erin. Hi, Hexie. Now, this Monday, uh, it's a very important day indeed for the 2024 uh, US presidential election. The Iowa Caucus. What are the papers saying about it?
1: Well, many papers, Hexi, agree that this is a flawed process. This piece in the New York Times today kind of sums it up by saying so much money and energy spent on an anti-democratic process in a state with a pretty dismal track record of picking presidential nominees. This piece uh, in the Times and saying that it's less about who wins the actual caucus and more about who wins the, quote, expectations game. She argues, though, that this could be a dangerous year for the Iowa caucuses in particular because just of how well Donald Trump is predicted to do without having spent nearly as much time, energy or attention on the state. She concludes then that the credibility of the Iowa caucuses uh, is at stake. Now, the Washington Post in the same vein kind of points out that turnout in the Iowa caucus uh, was already pretty low, at least lower uh, than primaries in other states. And this is partly because the system tends to kind of exclude people who can't show up on the one night that the voting happens. And it's only every four years. And that's, for several reasons. It could be people uh, have disabilities, they have to work, they have child care needs or extreme weather. In the case of this year, there is, of course, uh, both freezing temperatures and snowfall. Uh, So Democrats, for this reason, have been increasingly critical of the caucus system and are instead actually conducting a mail-in primary uh, in Iowa this year, a system that they think will include and give more voters uh, the chance to participate.
0: And Aaron, uh, Donald Trump is expected to do uh, well in Iowa. And that is, uh, it's important to say, uh, partly thanks to a very specific. Category of voters.
1: Yeah, interestingly enough, Haxie, this got a lot of attention today in the French press, uh, specifically. Three papers here in France focusing on how evangelical Christians then uh, have been instrumental in cementing Donald Trump's lead uh, in the Midwest, Iowa included. Now, La Croix today, the Christian paper, tells us that more than 300 pastors in Iowa, representing the state's 99 counties, uh, have publicly endorsed Trump. Those quoted in the piece say that they support him. Because of his strict abortion policies, his hardline stance on immigration, and even the fact that he is a target uh, that he's hated by uh, the mainstream elite, especially uh, on the left.
0: Well, in some other news uh, today, uh, Erin, Sunday uh, marked 100 days since the Hamas attacks across southern Israel. And there is little hope uh, for relief uh, anytime soon.
1: Yeah, Haxia, a piece in the Israeli paper Haaretz uh, today says that for both Israelis and Palestinians, this 101st day today of the war and the days that follow are very much likely to look like the first 100 days. That includes uh, the continuation of Israeli ground operations in Gaza, the deaths of more Israeli soldiers uh, and more protests uh, by families of the hostages. Uh, in the West Bank, it says that security forces, Israeli security forces are likely to expand their raids, uh, while in the north, the escalation with Hezbollah will continue. Uh, The editorialist in Haaretz then despairs that most Israelis still seem to think, despite uh, all of the bloodshed on both sides, that military action is the only solution. And so he argues that there's really a desperate need for a paradigm shift. Uh, He says it's high time uh, to seek an end to the war and to think about how it's possible for something to grow from the horror. uh, Despite our pain, he says that this should include uh, demanding the return of all hostages, no matter how high the cost, uh, and launching an international process that would uh, create a sustainable agenda for the future.
0: Evan, you've also found a story today about a a new report on how uh, the rich, well, they're just getting richer.
1: Yeah, Hexie, and unfortunately the corollary that you also uh, hear to that is also true. The poor are getting poorer. Uh, This is according to an Oxfam report that uh, The Guardian focuses on today. Uh, It reveals that the world's five richest men have more than doubled their collective fortunes to a whopping $869 billion since uh, 2020, while the world's poorest 60% That's almost five billion people uh, lost money. This report uh, saying that the gap between the rich and the poor is also likely to increase, while the world will surely be crowning its first trillionaire uh, within the next decade. Even worse, it says that if current trends uh, continue, world poverty will not be uh, solved uh, for another 229 uh, years. Now, French paper Libération today links uh, the release of this Oxfam report to the opening of the 54th World World Economic Forum in Davos, which, of course, Emmanuel uh, Macron will be attending from Wednesday, on. The paper says that the French president, though, risks reactivating his rather unflattering, repre- er, uh, unflattering reputation as president of the rich and for the rich uh, as the wealthy in France, as the less we- wealthy, rather, of course, are still struggling uh, with inflation. Uh, it's worth pointing out, as Libération does today, that France actually has three million uh, millionaires, making it the country with the third highest numbers of rich people. And the paper says that that is at least thanks in part to Emmanuel Macron uh, having scrapped uh, the wealth tax. And
0: Erin, you're finishing with a piece on how Ancient Egypt, for its part, apparently uh, did a rather good job uh, of looking after its poor. Uh, at least that is, as far as healthcare is concerned.
1: Yeah, Western society then perhaps has a lot to learn uh, because Newsweek tells us that healthcare in ancient Egypt was both advanced and successful. Now, all this information is coming from uh, a new book called Medicine and Healing Practices in Ancient Egypt by researchers Rosalie David and Roger Forshaw. And they explain that healthcare, including uh, p- pharmaceutical treatments, basic surgery and magical remedies uh, was universally available to men and women from all cross sections of society. The researchers say that this universal uh, approach, along with an enlightened attitude towards things like disabilities, deformity, deformities and care uh, for the sick and elderly, was kind of an all-encompassing system that worked in ancient Egypt for about 3,000 years. It's not insignificant, but it was also impressive in the way that it had uh, used innovative ways to save lives, some of which persisted today in Western medicine, uh, and that includes Haxi's surgical techniques like stitching and the use of uh, medical instruments like scalpels, both of which were actually first referred to by ancient uh, Egyptians. So the West has learned and still perhaps does have a lot uh, to learn from the way that they function.
0: Just hope they had some decent uh, anesthetics <laughs> along with those excellent scalpels. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Erin good here with a look through the day's uh, press. Uh, thank you very much. That's all we have time for right now. Do stay tuned, though. More news coming up in just a few minutes' time here on France 24.